These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so mm -hmm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that they're, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Open Journal. I hope you're well, hope things are good for you. I hope you're ready to listen to a podcast. In this episode, I'm delighted to say we're joined by a new guest. Joe is with us and we're going to be talking about Adore Dance School. It was really interesting to hear from Joe a little bit about how Adore Dance came together and the story behind that but also some of the lived experiences and insights that are starting to come from the work that's happening at the school as well. I think it was really interesting to reflect on this following on from the last episode where we heard from Bruce about day crafting and reflecting on how we spend our time and how we structure our days. Uh, and Joe very much spoke about kind of the idea of this routine and uh, being involved in kind of the physical activity as well as kind of specifically uh, in this setting, it being dance. So it's a really interesting conversation. I hope you enjoy it. As always, if you're interested in coming onto the podcast yourself in the future, you can find information on the website, which is openjournalbc.com. And if you've enjoyed the episode, which I hope you have, please do leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help other people discover the podcast and the conversations that we're having here. Thank you so much for your continued support. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Again, a big thank you to Joe for sharing his insights and for introducing us to Adore Dance. Joe, it's really nice to be sat down this evening with you. How's your last week been? How have things been for you? Thank you, Mike. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure to be here. It's uh, it's been a really busy start of the year, and I bet everyone says busy whenever you ask anyone how they are. It's just kind of like the go-to thing nowadays to like maybe hide other things, but mm. genuinely busy. <laughs> it feels, yeah. I, I I feel like it's almost kind of like since we've had lockdowns, it feels like people have worked more and more. You've had some people have kind of dropped out of work or started new work and come on to maybe some things around that anyway but it feels like a quite a big period now where we've had constant kind of people really focusing on 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 work and heavy work and um maybe that's because there's so many new and different projects that people have started up in the last couple of years um and really getting invested in those and i know some of your story sort of overlaps with that as well um but it'd be interesting to hear just a little bit about 
yourself before we get on to some of the the dance the physical and mental stuff that we're going to talk about soon just to hear a little bit about yourself joe and who you are yeah so I, i'm joe i um, am the business director with adore dance london and we're a dancing school in the east end of london um, outside of dance, I actually have a full-time job in consulting as well. So I work in sales and marketing for uh, technology companies. Uh, super, super interesting. Actually, I do find it quite interesting, but lots of people uh, mock that. But there we go. And um, outside of all of that, I also um, am, I'm also a school governor and I run uh, several uh, like youth clubs in East London as well through the Scouts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like to keep myself busy. It sounds like you're involved in like quite a lot of different things as well in regards to um, like, in my mind, creative projects, but making sure that they happen in an appropriate way when you talk about like being a school governor and different things with youth groups and um, your role at the dance school as well like it feels like you're facilitating quite a lot of the stuff that other people get to go and do if that makes sense yeah exactly and it came actually it, it was actually in lockdown where I was working from home and I was, you know, I I had a a relatively light workload as it was before, um, before lockdown and everything. And I suddenly had a bit more time and I was like, well, how can I actually be productive with this time and not just, you know, sit on the sofa scrolling through my phone or whatever the, um, you know, whatever that might be for everyone else. But Mm. For me, for me, I like to be busy. I like to be, um, yeah, I like to be doing things. So I, I kind of created these things um, outside of, outside of dance, uh, sorry, outside of my day job, such mm. as dance, like the youth groups and helping at school as well. So yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. And what kind of, you mentioned there kind of the, the start of this, this part of your, your journey coming out through lockdown, like, mm prior to this recent uh engagement in in dance like what were you doing in the what was your kind of um interests or passions or hobbies around kind of the creative side before that or or were you quite kind of work orientated yeah to be honest i was very work orientated you know i was stuck in that kind of mindset of you know i was commuting to work commuting into central london from east london and you know rushing to get home and then just sit and watch tv or i don't know i'm just in a different kind of headspace with what i was doing Mm. and i feel like it was a real blessing for me to work from home because first of all, I actually prefer it. I feel like I'm more productive when I am working, mm-hmm. but then also as soon as my day's wrapped up, I can, I can do things like, you know, us talking right now or work yeah. on, work on something else um, outside of that. And I can go to something locally and that, that that's really given me that opportunity to explore it in, explore that side of me in a bit more detail that's really interesting and i think hearing how people have adapted their their work and also just their life generally i think over the last couple of years is really interesting kind of when we're talking about kind of people's mental health and well-being and part of that is how you kind of craft your day and your time and and how that's put together it's it's really interesting to hear how that has not just changed how you live but also kind of impacted in your professional life as well and the projects that you're now working on yeah yeah no absolutely and we mentioned 
the dance school there obviously it's going to be a big part of, of what we're talking about mm. um can you tell us a little bit about how that journey began um and where those initial ideas came from uh and yeah are, are there other people involved how did that happen yeah absolutely it, it was definitely like a lockdown uh lockdown love child i guess um that's that was um, kind of brought into life with myself and my now husband connor uh we weren't married then our our wedding got postponed for lockdown as well um but connor was connor before lockdown has been working in retail but before that he was a professional dancer uh, at dance companies across the world so he's uh, obviously very very well experienced in dance and lockdown gave him that opportunity to like think about what's next um i'm also from a family of dance teachers so my mom as well as my my nan are both dance teachers so we kind of put two and two together and thought okay well connor's on furlough i've got a lighter workload at work working from home like what what are we going to do with this extra time so we started to like many people did actually think about what we want to do and ended up thinking well i know why don't you why don't you start thinking about dance again and it's something that's always been on the back burner i guess you know it's something that you know has always been in the back of connor's mind at least hmm. and things started where it was basically just a a, a quick little form that we, we made a quick website we made a, a form to like fill out like join classes when lockdown's over kind of thing oh, okay. and we we shared it on a couple of groups locally with a couple of like people in the neighborhood we're based in hackney wick um so we, we we've got we're right in the kind of epicenter of your traditional kind of london townhouses around victoria park in bow in the east end mm. and also on the other side we've got like the brand new developments that have surrounded the olympics um around the olympic park so we're kind of nestled in between all those modern developments and then on the other side all of the kind of traditional london townhouse type houses um so so we we shared this form on like a few of these a few of like the local community groups and shared it around locally and you know within within a week or two we had hundreds of people sign up to be interested in wow. joining these classes and you know that was the real epiphany before then it was almost like just a, a dream an idea that wasn't um going to really happen but then you know we verified that dream with interest if you like <laughs> and um and then as soon as lockdown finished so for children they could do um out of school activities from april 2021 it seems like a million years ago already like ch children could do things before adults and so we started children's classes in yeah april 2021 and one class grew to two which grew to three and then that then four and suddenly that that was that done and then couple of weeks later i think it was late june or maybe early july um adults could start doing things and uh we ran we, we started adult lessons as well and yeah again same story one class turned into two turned into three and then fast forward what is it about a year and a half later now um just over a year and a half we now do uh, over uh, approaching 40 classes every week for over 200 people every week so it's uh yeah it's really grown really great 
that's amazing. Forty mm. classes and how many people? Two hundred. Yeah, it's around two hundred people every week through you know through the classroom door, if you like, mm. uh, into classes. So. Yeah, it's like a real mix. Everyone from, you know, children from three all the way up to kind of uh, more experienced uh, in more experience uh, in life as well as dancing. It's so interesting to hear kind of, yeah, like you say, how from those initial ideas and discussions around something that was uh, a passion and an area of knowledge, as you mentioned, for, for Connor, maybe an expertise as well of how you've been able to turn that into something that started off as a, I guess like a community project really at the beginning when you're talking about those early days and um, having one or two classes uh, around to grow it into supporting around 200 people a week um, coming into to dance sessions. And I know there's lots of different types of dance as well, isn't there, that are, that are covered by adult yeah. dance? Yeah, that's right. So. Um... Yes, it's been it's been like very crazy, but also like humbling that there's been that amount of support that's kind of out there. And I think we've 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 really like responded to that demand in the community for people to like after lockdown, get active, get moving, you know, do their thing, do what mm. they want and spend a bit of like me time on themselves. And that's led us to, yeah, run, running dance classes. Um, ballet is the most popular class, but we also do. Uh, commercial contemporary we do jazz classes latin classes as well as bar fitness as well so like a real good mix and we've actually launched new classes every month since we since we started so next wow. month we've got a fresh batch of classes launching in february so uh yeah look forward to those as well uh, adding more to the mix that's yeah it's really interesting to hear i think um it's it's great having different guests come on and talk about areas of uh for me like physical activity and fitness and things that people can really engage with I was wondering kind of from your point of view uh are you starting to see or hear some of those conversations about how being part or attending the classes is helping or supporting people with their their, their general health or their mental health or their well-being and maybe some of the impacts of of coming along to classes yeah, it's a it's a really good question. And it's something that we've we've kind of built into the way that we work really closely, um, that trying to be as community focused as possible, but also offering like a fun and friendly and welcoming atmosphere. So those that do come along can really feel like they're they're welcome and they're mm. like the space for them to be themselves and to enjoy it, because there's obviously lots of insecurities and false myths around you know what it is to be a dancer and everything mm. um and yeah we, we we try and we try and do everything we can to um ensure we're providing that that kind of safe space mm. in terms of like specific stories there's one that really really like always will will um stay in my mind and i it's one i really i like to mention as well is that we had uh, two two ladies who were attending, I think it was the commercial class that we do. Um, and they both lived in the same building. They both lived in the same floor, uh, on the same floor, but they'd never met each other before coming to class. 
And, you know, it, it, it's just that kind of sense of community, that kind of sense of shared, in, you know, uniting around this mm. shared interest of dance. Now they kind of grab grab a cup of coffee before class or go out for a quick drink afterwards. And, you know, that's like the friendships that have blossomed as a result of bringing people together through dance has been really outstanding. And that's kind of one thing that I that I didn't really think about when we first set it up is that mm. you know you don't really think about the friendships that people are going to make in the classes that's the thing and... is i think um it's interesting you mentioned that because it's also reminded me of a another conversation i've had recently where we were talking about kind of people feeling like lonely and isolated in quite busy or populated areas uh, yeah. just you saying about like they lived in the same building but they didn't know each other and now they do and um that opportunity to build up those local relationships feels like quite a big thing for some people. Yeah, especially when it's it's, it's around this kind of theme of dance, right? And we mm. try and we try and really go to town on that, if you like, and go out for like socials before or after class, and do like a monthly. We do a monthly workshop, which is like on a Sunday for adults to kind of you know do a bit of say ballet. We've got a ballet workshop, I think, in a couple of weeks' time. And, you know, people head out for a roast dinner afterwards kind of thing. Like we really try and create that social aspect um, of, of of how we work as well. Hmm. Um, and it, it was it was it was a surprise, but it was kind of like on, you know, on purpose in a way. The way that the classes work is each each person attends the same class um, at the same time every week. It's mm -hmm. on like a recurring kind of membership system if you like where it automatically books and pays for their session each week oh okay yeah so so some dance schools or dance studios have like drop-in style classes where mm. you you know you, you don't attend every week but if you're in the area you might just come along kind of thing mm. that, that little bit of extra commitment means that those friendships really do blossom in the class mm. as well and on top of that, it kind of keeps people accountable in a way for them to keep coming. And, you know, not not from like our perspective of like wanting to force people to come along, but actually keeping people to, um, you know, take that me time every Tuesday from six until seven or whatever that yeah. time might be is that, you know, they keep, they keep that time in their calendar clear from work. They have to finish at a certain time or whatever. So nothing overruns and they really do get to focus on themselves for that hour, um, that hour or so. I think you're right. I think that's a really big thing of, like you say, you've always got the option of kind of opting out here and there, like when you need to, but having that, commitment that you've like you say you've given yourself that time to especially at the moment I mean making judgments about some people's jobs but given that time to go and be physically active like so many of us are doing kind of um roles where we are kind of sat down a lot more yeah. so I think having that time to go yes I'm gonna get up I'm gonna move around I'm gonna be social I'm gonna go and see uh like my friends at the class I mm. think is like you say is quite an important thing and um definitely helps to protect that time yeah. uh and i imagine um again if if it's someone that maybe is affected by um some of the things that we talk about a lot more on the podcast when we're talking about certain illnesses or symptoms that someone might affect mm. uh might be affected by having that kind of commitment to a, a steady or a regular class i think 
um, feels like it's a stronger support network rather than yeah. like you say kind of a, a one-off thing which can be great to get started but once you're going you kind of having that commitment i think is really important to help create that kind of sustainable and and solid structure or routine for someone as well yeah exactly and you know it, it is also flexible as well so if someone's mm. going on holiday they get to pause their membership that week so mm. it's, kind of, it, it's kind of a real nice in-between compromise between mm. something like those drop-in style things where you just come in and out wherever you want or yeah like the last minute um as well as some some places make you pay for like you know six weeks or a term or a month mm. or whatever up front mm. and that, that's maybe what one other thing is that because our our kind of classes don't have a set time frame you know you you do something for six weeks M most of the time some of our students have been with us since we started like well over a year mm. it re they really see themselves like improving and they see their strength ability and they see their confidence grow um by by, by keeping that commitment as well over time which I think is is really important to kind of see that longer term progression uh, in things as well. Yeah, that's really interesting to think about that journey that someone can go on, isn't it? From, I guess, like you say, like a skill development side. Yeah. Um, it might be that they're they're kind of going into performance, or maybe um, like there are pathways into um, becoming coaches and mentors and um, teachers i imagine um i'm not sure if that's something you kind of support people to kind of progress through that way as well yeah it, it is primarily kind of amateur dancers wanting a bit of fun mm. on like a tuesday night between six and seven i always say that time i don't know why it's just in my head <laughs> uh, um but but yeah actually fun, funnily enough we we do have like a, a a coaching system as well in place where there are many young dancers and dancers wanting to get into the performing arts industry that are at some kind of like formal college or formal um you know formal ballet school or something mm. like that where they are attending say full-time or close to full-time but they're looking for something outside of that kind of structure, a little bit similar to what lots of um, folks do outside of work. Is and and these more professional dancers come to some of our teachers, such as Connor, for kind of advice on what to do next and what mm. to work on, and you know what happens when they finish that course. What what kind of things can they start to think about? What can they expect? And what should they prioritize? And what's important to them? And all those really valuable things as well that's really nice like you say having that balance of um kind of friendly welcoming environment for for the for the newbie to to dance but also having that progression if it's someone that's maybe taken a break or had an injury um and is is now kind of on that recovery journey and looking to how can i kind of start back up again or get back into something i i previously did um that there yeah. is that support and growth for them if they if they want to take dance a little bit further yeah it's a really good point many of the 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 students that we do have potentially danced as a child or they danced as a, a young adult whether that was you know at any level just like a, a hobbyist or maybe something more serious and you know mo most most of our students did something like that when they were younger they maybe moved to london after uni and then got some job in london and then 
you know, they're starting to think about what they actually want to do in life. So we give them a nice opportunity to like reconnect with the hobby, to reconnect with the passion. Um, I mean, our, our slogan, not to throw that in there, is inspiring the love of dance. And very, nice. very often, very often it's re-inspiring for some of the adults as well. Um, and of course, for the children just getting going in dance or those adults that are kind of just getting going in it um, later in life is, you know, that that's what we try and do. Yeah, it's lots of different. I feel like you've kind of mentioned there, like lots of different journeys and life points and maybe transitions that people are, are going through as well. Mm. Um, dance and physical activity, I think, can be such a, a massive thing to support someone's mental health and their well-being. It's a, a really positive thing to be engaged with. Uh, and also nice to see that there is that that possible progression if it's something that you're thinking of you know, it's a, a recreational activity for now, but maybe there's something else in the future you'd like to do as well. Lots of yeah. different options to get involved with. Yeah, exactly. And we're, we're even um, we're, we're in the planning stages. Oh, you've got the, the hot scoop on this. Uh, not that they're not, <laughs> not that it matters, um, but we're in the we're in the planning stages of um, working on like a teacher training program and an apprentice program as well. So those that are looking to take things more seriously, um, whether that be someone, um, you know, younger, just getting going, or maybe someone that wants to like a change of scenery in their, um, you know, in their adult life, mm. we hope to be able to kind of inspire the next generation of teachers coming through the system as well. Oh, wow. That's really interesting to hear. And hopefully um, lots of future people to be inspired by those those new teachers and new coaches as as well. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, we're, like, we're talking in January. Um, there's a lot of kind of New Year. Uh, I, I don't know about resolutions, but New Year aspirations that people might be having or making around this sort of time mm -hmm. i'm wondering if there are things that you've got planned or you're hoping to to achieve at a door over the the next year yeah absolutely um you know we, we've we launched some new classes in january it's a very busy time for us um and we we hopefully have given even more people the opportunity to get into something like this um a new year's resolution is always the best excuse to create a new habit um and sometimes it's actually really helpful to have that as a as a new year thing rather than just being like okay well i don't know next week i'm gonna start doing this thing hmm. um, it provides a really good kind of bookmark for someone to start that new hobby so we we've definitely tried to kind of cater for that uh interest as well and like i said we've got new cl classes launching um, pretty much every month so hopefully to continue to ride that wave of uh, resolutioners as some people mm. call them i don't really like that word um, <laughs> um but yeah to, to try and give them the opportunity to be able to get into dance and and find that new passion and hobby um as well um in terms of like for us, our, our biggest kind of announcement that came uh, in January is we're organizing our first uh, summer show for the dance school. So primarily for the children who come to our classes, an opportunity to kind of get up on stage at a local theater in East London um, and like perform in front of friends and family and everything. And 
you know, I, I did dance when I was when I was uh, a small child. And of course, all of our dance teachers danced when they were children. And we, we've all we've all had these conversations around what we remember in our dance shows. And we, when we were younger, and it's still some of like the best memories of of that period that we all had. Mm. Um, so that's most exciting for us is being able to give that opportunity to um, some of the children in our uh, community as well. Um, and and yeah, on, on top of on top of that kind of resolution and kind of what's next for us is just con- continue to um, try and try and get uh, as many classes live as possible. This was really good. A nice mixture there as well of of different things that are happening and be really exciting to to hear more or look out for more around the summer showcase as well and hopefully it's something a lot of people can look towards or get involved with as well i know we've mentioned uh, a lot of classes and different activities and things that are doing and although you did mention a little bit about um the area you're in i'm just wondering if people have listened into this joe and heard uh you speak about adore dance and, and want to maybe find out more or look at where some of the classes are where's the best place for them to go to to get information yeah um so our website is probably the absolute best place which is adoredance.london that's adore a-d-o-r-e dance.london um oh otherwise we're on facebook and instagram with the exact same address adoredance.london that's amazing. Thank you so much, Joe, for, for coming on and sharing uh, some of your insights and experiences and also telling us a little bit about the journey that has been a door dance up until now and some of the things to come in the future as well. It's been really, really interesting to hear. So thank you so much for sharing that information with us. Awesome. No, thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. No, it's been great. Thank you so much. And we'll uh, look forward to hopefully having a lot of people come and look at the website and get involved with dance in the future as well. Yeah, very good. Look forward to seeing you soon. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that they're they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.